a gun in the face. Then all of a sudden, they all kind of lined up. They pointed their guns at me. And this is the point where I thought, I'm going to die today. Started two years of horror for an American in Venezuela. They said, you need to give us your phone and get ready because you're coming with us. I'm Becky Bruce, and I spent a year researching and piecing together Josh and Tammy Holt's story about their ordeal in a notorious prison. That's when everything started to turn bad. We had another pound on the door. Boom, boom, boom. And there was the police once again. You can binge all of the episodes of Hope in Darkness on kslpodcasts.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Inside Sources. Welcome back. I'm Ethan Millard. I'm filling in for Boyd today. Thanks so much. And let me tell you, I appreciate you listening today. I do. I've got some great texts. And uh, we got some great calls earlier, and I just love to hear from you. I've got a couple of shout outs today already. People, longtime Nightside listeners, I just heard from Monkey Ben here just a couple of minutes ago. And so I'm always so pleased to be back on the air and doing this. And uh, when I chat with Alex uh, later on today when we, when we record for Nightside, uh, I'll tell him all about it. But uh, so listen, uh, you may be familiar with donating blood. That might be something that you do regularly, you know, in most neighborhoods around Utah. Uh, we organize blood drives pretty, pretty regularly. But did you ever consider donating platelets? Well, it's a special kind of blood donation and there's a consistent need for it. Uh, we've got Mike Finley online. Mike is a donor recruiter for ARUP. Mike, recruit me. What are platelets and why do you guys need them? Well, Ethan, platelets are really important. Uh, platelets are the cells in your body that are used uh, that uh, promote uh, healing. And, and uh, when there's a traumatic, any kind of a traumatic injury, any kind of a major surgery, um, cancer patients use a lot of these. What they'll do is they'll infuse the patient with these platelets to spur on that recovery process to kind of get them going. And uh, platelets are harder for us to get. Uh, you know, we have the blood drives out in the community, like you've mentioned, but uh, with platelets, we have to collect those in our donor centers. We oh. can't take those machines out on the road. Okay. And so we need people that are willing to come and to donate platelets to come to our donor centers. Okay. And, and so, so that's what that's about, yeah. All right. So tell us uh, a little bit about um, that process. What do you do with the blood? What is it? What is about that process that makes it not mobile, not able to be done in the neighborhood? Sure. Well, so uh, if you've donated blood before, you've uh, you've been there, you've seen the chair, you sit there, mm-hmm. and the needle's only in your arm maybe five to eight minutes tops. Right. They feel the blood a just bag. goes yep. right. It goes down a little bag on the side of the chair. Well, with platelets, the blood goes into a machine that's next to you where it spins it in a little centrifuge in there, pulls out those platelets, and then returns the rest of your blood back to you. Then it'll pull oh. out some more, spin it, send the rest of your blood back, and it keeps doing that until it gets enough platelets to be a whole unit of platelets. And so it does take a bit longer to do. It takes anywhere between 80 minutes up to two hours. Hmm. But while you're donating, we'll put on a movie for you. We've got Netflix. We've got free Wi-Fi. <laughs> you get snacks. They give you a blanket if you get cold. They, you know, they kind of pamper you. The hardest part is just trying to decide what to watch, honestly. <laughs> well, I'll go for the snacks for sure. So uh, the blood gets returned back to your body. So, you know, right. some people get a little woozy after donating blood uh, because, you know, they've given up a pint. So right. uh, is that not the case with donating platelets? Or they, you know, do you not, not have that? 
Yeah, not so much. You know, you're getting all your red blood cells back. Those are the ones that carry the oxygen to your bloodstream. People say that they don't feel quite as worn down or depleted afterwards because they're getting, you know, that, uh, all those red blood cells back. Mm-hmm. And then the cool thing is your body actually replaces what we take within about 72 hours. Oh, cool. So, you know, you don't feel kind of worn down. And uh, as a result of that, you can actually donate a lot more frequently. You don't have to wait for eight weeks like you do with a regular blood donation. Uh, so maybe if you don't have a Netflix subscription, you know, maybe this is a good little uh, binge oh, action, yeah. you know, maybe once a couple times a week, get your shows watched. Well, it does need to be a minimum of 10 days, and so we generally encourage people to go about every two weeks or oh, so. Oh, all right. Okay. Um, just because, you know, you don't want to burn it out too too fast. You don't want to gotcha. wear, wear out your arm and, and stuff. We want to give you a little bit of time to recover. All right, let's talk turkey. Uh, Mike, okay. who's eligible to do this? You know, uh, if you've donated blood with us at least once, and we know that you're going to be okay with having a needle in your arm. Some people aren't. Okay. And that's fine. But if you've donated and you've had a successful blood donation with us, we are more than happy. What uh, you just have to be at least eighteen years okay. old. All right. There's there's no age cap as long as the blood's still flowing. We'll still take it. <laughs> okay. And um, how big is the needle? Um, you know, I'm not exactly sure. It's about the same size as a regular regular hole, but I want to. I'm not positive on the size though. Okay. To um, be honest. Can I request general anesthesia before the needle is inserted? <laughs> Don't offer general anesthesia. Uh, but you know what? Our phlebotomists are actually really good. The last three times that I donated personally, I didn't even feel it. I oh, didn't good. feel anything. It was just like, wow. And so I just sit and give them all kudos. and so Just hang out, have a cookie, watch some Netflix. Coming and, uh, you know, I, grab, I always grab a bunch of uh, bags of Doritos and some trail mix and some juice, and I go over and yeah, binge watch my Netflix shows. I'd, uh, I'd be on my phone probably. Because you got one and arm, you got one arm free, right? So you can get on. You that. do it. You have one arm free, so yeah, yeah you can do it. Whatever you like. Some people read. So okay, all right. And how can people find a, a donation center? You know, the easiest way you can find us on online at utahblood.org. That's okay. utahblood.org. Or probably the easiest thing to do is just to give us a call. Uh, we're open seven days a week. Our phone number is eight zero one five eight four five two seven two. If you want to talk to me, just ask for Mikey. You know. Okay. But, uh, no, we appreciate all the help. All right. Mike, Mike will hook you up with the good phlebotomists that are really, really good. You know, and we definitely, I can give you some great recommendations, <laughs> especially if the need is, is busy during the summertime. We see a lot more traumas coming into the hospitals, and so there's a lot more blood and a lot more platelets being used. And so uh, we need, do need help from our donors you know, from our community to keep yeah. up with that need. I guess that makes sense. You know, you've got people are out on their bikes, cars, motorcycles, things, hunting, right. you know, whatever else, uh, out hiking. They're I, having I a good time. It. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Until they're it. not. <laughs> yeah, that's right. And then, they, and then they need these platelets. So let's make sure they're available uh, to them. Uh, Mike is uh, a donor recruiter for ARUP. He's been with us here for the last couple of minutes. Mike, great job. Thanks so much for joining us today. I really appreciate hey. it. Hey, thank you, Ethan. Have a great day. All right, you too. We're going to let Mike go. And then uh, here we've got a news, traffic, and weather break that we're going to do. And then when we come back, I want to give you just a little bit of a heads up on what we're going to be chatting about. Um, We're going to talk about whether or not we should be pulling out of Afghanistan. I know this seems like a real heavy subject. We've got a little bit of a local perspective that I think you'll find really interesting. Uh, And then um, Spencer Cox, of course, is out there. That guy's just swinging away on vaccines. Uh, We're going to... 
I'm not going to say we're going to grade his performance. That would be unfair. I mean, the guy's got a hard job right now. But we're going to chat about his latest efforts. He had a big press conference today. And, and, and I haven't heard this audio yet. My understanding was he just swung for the fences on getting that job done. So uh, in the meantime, stay tuned. Uh, we've got news traffic and weather coming up next. I want to say hey to working man. Working man texted in, longtime Nightside listener. Thanks so much for uh, for your kind words, man. I appreciate that at at five seven five zero zero. And one other thing that we're going to chat about is just like um, the blood donations are kind of particularly needed in these summer months. There is a big need at the Utah Food Bank, and I, and this was unexpected to me uh, because I didn't think about summer as being a big food need. But when you think about it, it is kids are out of school, right? So kids who would otherwise be on some kind of, of food assistance at school no longer have that. So uh, that's an acute need. And then also, I think it's worth remembering that not every bit of the economy is opened up at the same rate. You know, so much has come roaring back and so many businesses now are seeing phenomenal success. But there are still people that are struggling coming out of this. There are still people who've racked up a lot of debt. There's still people who have a lot of insecurity. And those families are here. They're our neighbors. They're our families. And we want to make sure that we get as much information out there. So we're supporting these parts of the community that are just coming out of COVID a little bit slower. So stay tuned. we got all that plus so much more coming to you. I'm Ethan Millard, and I'm filling in for Boyd Matheson today on Inside Sources. We'll see you in a few. Two friends taking pictures of the rising full moon on a summer night. Two teenage kids doing what teenage kids do. When a stranger with a gun and a death wish changed everything. It was violent. It was senseless. And I will never understand it. I will never accept it. I'm Amy Donaldson. And unfortunately, we're all too familiar with stories about how violence shatters lives. But what we rarely see is how they are rebuilt. In a new podcast, The Letter, we relive tragedy but only so we can hear the rest of the story. The struggle to reclaim lives, the realities of grief, and the possibilities of forgiveness. I believe in miracles. Sometimes I thought, there are no miracles. Yeah, there are, and this is a big one. Follow the letter at theletterpodcast.com or wherever you get your podcasts.